I love the poorly educated. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We sure got the surprise of our lives. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy, it calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. They call me Spud. Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Welcome one and all to our little radio program, which I will publicly admit I named after myself, okay? It wasn't really a tough call, though. I did consider for a moment calling it All Things Mostly Considered or Fresh Air Wanted, but after flipping a coin for, you know, me, I don't know, it was like an hour over and over again, I just used my own name. You know, I'm aware it may not have been the smartest decision I've made, but oh well. So with me tonight in the studio is our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Hey, uh, give us a decent laugh if you would. <laughs> All right, thank you for that. And also with us is our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, you can make a peep or something, but that's it. A, a peep? Yeah, a peep. I mean, what exactly is a peep? A, well, I, you know, listen, I, I really would like to formally welcome our listeners, as I hope they're as excited about this show as I am. It's going to be a really good one. How do you know? You have no clue who was on the show. Well, and it will remain that way as, as there continues to be a mole on this staff who is leaking our guest lineup on those social media places where all that fake news is spread. Yes, but for the last time, staff members spend a great deal of time preparing social media posts promoting the show. We have one intern who that's all he does. Yeah. There well, are no state secrets here on the show, for God's sake. Um, I think it'd be actually. J just. Let me in the loop so I know what's going on around here. Uh, no can do. Uh, I'm sorry. But anyway, moving on, I thought, you know, with all this uproar still going on around this country, you know, with the election of one Donald J. Trump, oh, yeah. we would discuss, you know, what the next four years might bring to this country and the world. I mean, will it be just a total Armageddon or a full-on mega cluster f***? But please don't use the F word. But right, my bad. You know I remain a very strong supporter of our new president. He is truly going to make America great again. There is no doubt about it. Please, I've had to listen to that line of crap from my personal assistant, Derek, for, for I don't know how long. Look, look at him with that goofy grin on his face over by the control board. Yeah. Hey, I, I can see you. Uh, dude, uh, don't mumble stuff behind my back. Just... Come here and say it to my face. Yeah, yeah, come on. Come yeah, right 
Sit. Come here. Sit down right there. Yeah, that that mic. Yes. The, yes. This one. Here? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Mr. Goodman, all I can say is the American people made their decision, and it was loud and clear. Game has changed, yo. It was actually the greatest landslide in the history of American presidential what? politics. It was a true mandate. Um, yeah, except he lost the popular vote by, I don't know, over 2.6 million votes? In, in most countries, that counts for something. Do you really believe that? Prizer. Everyone knows President Trump would have won by 10 million votes without all the illegal votes cast. They were busing them in from, like, Peru and Chile or something. And it only makes common sense. Yeah, you know, he's right, Spud. I read on the internet that these people were paid like 30 bucks each for casting their votes for Democrats. Seriously? You, yeah. you guys in your fake news, for, you, for your information, I Hillary Clinton is not a murderer, uh, a drug runner. Uh, she does not run an adolescent sex ring, to the best of my knowledge, and nor is she a zombie. Just a heads up. I don't have time to get into all the other made-up stuff millions of intellectually lazy people have bought, uh, you know, hook, line, and sinker. Okay, look, no one has proved beyond a reasonable doubt that those stories aren't, aren't true. But there is considerable evidence on at least two of those accusations. I mean, look it up. Yeah, yeah, he's got a point, Spud. There is considerable evidence. Look, Mrs. Okay, Clinton- she's not a zombie, okay? I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. I would be the first to admit she would be really annoying to hang out with and have a beer, beer with, but... I- and this is important. I could give a crap about having a cool conversation with the leader of the free world. All I care about is this country being in one piece in four years. I mean, yeah, she is and was horrible at campaigning as she comes off as the girl still running for class president in high school. But Hillary Clinton would, would have known how to do the job from day one. Trump's going to need constant adult supervision. It's, and, you know, whatever he says, you know, whatever, no, whatever numbers he tosses out, just make sure that you wait 24 hours Google it and then find out the real truth. Listen, there's going to be people around him who actually run the country. President Trump has... Hopefully. He's promised to win. He's going to win in everything that this country does. And listen, I know that winning is foreign to you What with your lot in life and this struggling radio show and your your current financial state. But if you really listen to our commander-in-chief, he just might inspire you to win too. And you know, it may take our president a couple months to make us the greatest country on earth again. I mean, after eight years of communist rule by let's just say a maybe US citizen, yeah. there is a lot to do to fix the mess he made. Uh, what yes. you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Mess. Mess. Unemployment is at like 4.6%. Sure, you know, a lot of the other new jobs are non union and have, you know, horrible crappy benefits, but still better than the 7.8% he, he faced when he took office and, you know, okay, GDP growth last quarter, 3.2%. And how about gas prices at Black Friday levels compared to past presidents since LBJ? The dude has an approval rating, according to Gallup, at like 57%. Not too shabby for a Kenyan Muslim, huh? You know, if a conservative Republican got those results, their face would be on a $150 bill. You know I'm right. No, I don't believe you are right. Barack Obama is a nice well-intentioned man who just got in over his head. He got elected president, and I'll never figure out how he did Hello, it. you can't! Let's see, I don't know, maybe the editor of the Harvard Law Review versus a dude who filed four times for bankruptcy? A Nobel Peace Prize winner versus, you know, the host and executive producer of a really 
really lame-ass reality show. Uh, I don't know, a man who's still happily married to the same woman versus a man who's, okay, I'm guessing everybody pretty much knows Trump's track record with women. You know, yeah. He makes Chris Brown look like an Eagle Scout. Uh, our new president may have some issues with uppity females, oh, but you think? all the women in his life have looked like supermodels. He has really good taste. Yeah, I don't know about super, but models, yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. You know, and It's always so difficult for sort of billionaires to get a date. But hey, let me just get to the music portion of this show, my favorite part of the program. And we'll continue this conversation a bit later, all right? So please welcome our musical guest. Here are the Wild Lips. Taste like time is running out 
Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and I've reached the pinnacle of my career. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. All right. Uh, Spud, your yeah. first guest, Tracy Morgan, is waiting to speak with you. All right, very cool. I was wondering if Tracy would actually call in or not. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah, you, I know you're a fan of his. Yes, now, I am. He was on Saturday Night Live a few years back, right? Oh, yeah. All right, I don't want to like really sound stupid when I do this <laughs> show today. Yes, he was. And he also okay. did seven seasons of 30 Rock, too. The man is very, very funny. 30 Rock. Now, I'm not familiar with that program. Was that a drama or a comedy? It's a comedy. You never watched 30 Rock when it was on? It starred Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Heads are spinning. Oh, now, now, he is the Baldwin brother who is so disrespectful to President-elect Trump. He, you know, he's very mean, Spud. He was asked by our new commander-in-chief to cease and desist in playing him on the current Saturday yes, Night Live. Aware of and this. he won't honor his wishes. You know, I see him on the Internet impersonating hashtag he's our President Trump. And it is upsetting and not funny to millions of his supporters. I don't think he cares. He said he'd quit. When your president releases his taxes. And hey, I have to get to Tracy right now before he gets bored and calls into another radio show while we're wasting time here. Well, very well, but you know, maybe you could ask Tracy to give Alec Baldwin a call and tell him to knock it off. You know, the only Baldwin brother I enjoy is Steven. Yeah, good to know. Just put Tracy through, man. Yeah, here he is. All right, please welcome comedian, actor, and writer Tracy Morgan to the Spud Goodman Show. Yeah, I, I know I named the show after myself, but anyway. Hey, thanks for checking in with us, man. What's up, guys? But how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm looking so forward to being there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, can I say this before we begin for myself and everyone who loves you so much? Uh, we're, we're, we're so happy that you bounced back successfully from the horrible auto accident last year. I, I'll move on from that topic, but I just had to say that. So anyway... So, um, yeah, what, what the hell makes you laugh these days right now? Anything you find especially amusing? The truth. The truth. All right. The truth. I don't laugh at lies. Lies hurt. All I don't right. laugh at the truth because I can identify and relate with it. And that's where I get it from my mentor, Richard Pryor. Tell the truth. Truth should be in your comedy. That's so right. I tell the truth. That's right. Because nine, nine times out of ten... Everyone in my audience can identify and relate with it on some level, so it makes it funny. Yeah, it does. You figured out the, the, the recipe. There's no doubt about it. Hey, Spud, 
Could I ask Tracy if he ever? Uh, thinks... Tracy, just one second. The answer's a big fat no. But I, I just wanted to ask. Look, you know the ground rules, and especially with Tracy, no questions from the peanut gallery. All right, all right. All right, Tracy, I'm back. I'm with it. I, I believe you are a hoop fan. Is that correct? Oh, I love the Knicks, man. All right, that's what I thought. And I that's like the I product that we're putting on the floor now. Yeah, it's uh, definitely improvement. I guess Phil Jackson's five-year plan or whatever is coming coming to fruition. Think so. about it. Look at the teams. We can compete. We can compete with anybody in the league. I'm not even concerned with Cleveland. We can compete with everyone. I just love the competition. Yeah, okay, all right. Um. Well, let me ask you this. We don't have to win. We love to win, but I love to compete. Well, you are you're in you're in most games now. Whereas a couple last couple of years, you got to admit we're pretty pretty tough to deal with as fans. Well, thank you for saying that, my brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this though: if you could be any player in the NBA right now, who would it be? Me, it'd be Draymond Green for sure, because you know I, I I've kicked a few players in the nuts before. It's just whatever it takes to win. But anybody that, that you are particularly really look, you know, you would love to trade places with for a day? Joe King. Joe King. Okay. Joe King Noah. He works hard. He works real hard. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hustle, baby. Give me 10 Joe King Noahs. That'd be, uh, that'd be a total blue-collar team, no doubt about it. All right. All right. Well, that's what I want. Lunch pail, baby. Lunch pail. Okay, super. Um, so you have a couple movies coming out in a few months, right? Uh, Fist Fight with uh, Charlie Day and Ice Cube, for one, and also The Clapper with Am- Amanda Seyfried and uh, Ed Helms. So uh, are you enjoy working in oh, film right now? Absolutely, man. I've always, enjoyed, I've always enjoyed stretching every muscle of show business. Do you think? I'm not particular. Right. I just love show business. I love all of it. And I love when I get an opportunity to stretch the movie muscle, to stretch the TV muscle, to stretch the stand-up muscle. I love all of that. And I love when I get to show my personality on a couch. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, um, what do you think? More free time between shot setups and film? I mean, what's is life a little, a little, a little cushier in film than TV? Because I know the pace is a lot more hectic uh, on a TV set with, you know, with your years on 30 Rock. I, I couldn't even tell you that because I work hard whatever I do. I only know one speed, top speed, and I work hard. Okay, all right. I work hard. So when you were, you referred earlier to. I don't take, this my accident, I don't take any of it for granted anymore, ever. I've never did, and I never will. Okay, all right, super, well stated. Um, Earlier you referred to uh, Richard Pryor. I was just curious, um, obviously, I guess, he had a big impact on many, many comics, but for you, what did he mean to you? The truth. He was the Messiah. He never lied to me. And that's why I love him. Because he never lied to us. He was really totally honest with his audience. And that's where I get it from. Besides my dad. Being honest. Okay. All right. Super. So, Spud. Hey, uh, Tracy, just one second. What? Well, you both love Richard Pryor. So yes. you do have something in common with Tracy. Yeah, I know, okay, but... Okay, and there's basketball, too. You know, most guests you don't seem to relate real well with. I, I mean, it's just my opinion. Hey, I relate really well with all my guests. Well... Okay, well, maybe with the exception of 
Senator Mitch McConnell, I, you know, I tried to bond with him, but I for some reason... that interview. It never aired, did it? No. I mean, they edited it out of the final version of the show. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I only got like two questions in, and it was over. Uh, and I had some really great meet-the-press-like stuff for him, too. I think, you know, if his people would have just given me a couple more minutes, he, he would have warmed up to me. Well, I don't think it was wise to ask the Senate Majority Leader about what kind of free food the lobbyists send to senators. Well, I know you're obsessed with craft services on TV and movie sets, but it wasn't really appropriate. I just wanted to compare the free food in politics versus show business. Is that so wrong? Well, just let me get back to Tracy. Hey, man, I'm back. Sorry about that. I'm in. Let me let me ask you this. If, uh... If you were a network television uh, executive, um, what would be right. what would be the dream project that you would green light? What was there something out there that you've thought about over the years that that you know if you had the power that you could green light that you could see happen? Is there something? Well, I'm doing it right now, and I'm executive producer on my own TV show. And I'm getting to tell my story, let's and tell. that's my dream project, my story. Well, let's talk about it. what what is In it in a funny way. What what's the title of it? Uh, we don't. It's untitled yet. Okay. We okay. haven't filmed it yet. Okay. Me and Jordan Peele are in every town of mine. And John Cacciari, we are executive producing it. We will be on TBS. Oh, I'm super. looking forward to it because I get to tell my story. I created it, and I'm. I got a great team helping me out with it, and it's going to be funny. Oh wow! Super. But it's going to be real. Will that be in 2017? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, very cool. L- l- I, want- I wanted to close this conversation with my required question. So, Tracy Morgan, what has been your most memorable moment in show business? You've had such a, a fantastic career over the years. Anything at all stick out to you? No. The whole thing. I look at my career and I reflect on it, and it's been an amazing ride up until this point. And I'm looking forward. I will not leave out one millisecond of it. I love it. Okay. I look back at my career, nah, I wouldn't change a bit. Okay. I love it. All right. Nothing sticks out. All of it does. All right. Well, I'm a fan, so I want to thank you so very much for calling into our show, and I wish you nothing but great things in the future, okay? Yes, sir. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. There you have it, Mr. Tracy Morgan. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. Spud. Our resident psychic, Ted Marr, is holding and ready to do a segment. Uh, should I put him on? Yeah, but first, uh, you need to do the plug for his radio show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ted Marr's Out of This World can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. You know, I always have so many things to ask Ted, and he never makes me feel stupid for not knowing much about the paranormal world. Well, what is the question? But he does seem like a very nice man. And Spud, you've asked him some questions that were, uh, I, I don't know, somewhat ill-informed, I would say. Well, if I knew anything about this stuff, I wouldn't book a real-life psychic on this show. I would just talk about it myself. And that's why you have guests on your radio show. They can offer something you can't provide. Oh, okay, okay. Just put him on. Yeah, here he is. Please say hello to the Spud Goodman Show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Hey, Ted. 
Hi, Spud. So good to be here. Thanks so much for calling me. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about reincarnation or past lives. You know, it came up in a conversation I had with some guy at the DMV. We had to kill like two hours waiting in line, so we got to talking. And I told him, I think this stuff is for real. And he said, no way, as no one would want to be like a rat or a possum as they're so ugly. Do we get to choose what we are in future or prior lives? It totally depends upon what kind of lessons you need to learn. Um, sometimes people come back, if they're a man now, they'll come back as a woman if they need to uh, soften their personalities and become more sensitive to life. Other times, if you're a woman now, you may come back as a man to, um, to, to, to have a further experience. Oh. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind if I was a dog in a prior life, as I love dogs. You know, but not like a chihuahua or a shih tzu, nothing against them, but any dog that can be mistaken for, like, a stuffed animal is not my speed. But, you know, I'd be happy, you know, I'd be happy being just about any animal or dog or whatever, or even a skunk, though most people hate them. I would have no problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they, they um, in, the, in, the, in the sense, in the greater scheme of things, we've all been around this planet in so many different life forms before. Most of the time... If you've been a human, you've been a human a long time. But there are cases where, um, like, people have been cats and dogs, and they they spiritually advance and become humans. Spud. Yes? You cannot possibly believe we were pets in a prior life. Well... Well, that goes against everything I know and have been taught about why we are here and what eternity holds for us if we're so fortunate as to get to heaven. Maybe heaven is being a dachshund who has a really good owner who spoils you rotten. You know, always the best chew toys, top-of-the-line snacks, and never having to take baths with dog shampoo. Uh, Who's to say what heaven is? Well, there is someone, and his name is... Look, I'm not saying that all the stuff I was taught in Sunday school is bogus. I'm just saying, what's the harm in keeping open all possibilities. It's better to be prepared than be caught off guard if you or I suddenly, you know, woke up as a Siamese cat or a pit bull when we kicked the bucket. uh, I will not even allow that thought to enter my mind. Look, I'll just hold that thought as I have to get back to Ted. Um, Well, how, how can you find out if you were someone really famous from past centuries like Napoleon or Cleopatra? Because that stuff's not, you know, available to my knowledge at like Ancestry.com or wherever. Only professionals like you can pull this information up. <laughs> well, a good psychic can do that. And um, I do that for people. Uh, I just need a quiet place and I meditate. And I usually can get into the past lives and tell people what they've been like before. Um, recently, I was at a, um, a psychic fair, and this lady came to see me, Spud, and she said, what, what was I in a previous life? I looked at her eyes, and I could see her being a, a Native American um, uh, chief, very kind and gentle man, uh, who um, was... Uh, uh, yeah, wanted to, wanted to experience being being a woman. So he's a... She, or he is a woman now. Well, yeah, I hear that's quite the rage right now. Um, well, were you, Ted Marr, someone famous in a prior life, like Babe Ruth or Madame Curie or somebody that we would know? Or <laughs> Well, my dad on the other side, bless his soul, who passed away many years ago, uh, told me after he passed that I had been a member of the Roman Senate and that I was a well-known poet in, in Greece. Oh. I also um, had been a priest during the Atlantean times 12,500 years ago, and at that time, before, just before they destroyed themselves, I tried to turn things around so that uh, the civilization could be saved, but I failed, but yet I'm, I'm back again trying to make the planet a better place. So that's my, my sole purpose, he said. 
All right. I hope you're a well-behaved priest back then, but I'm sure you were. All right. Well, I, I want to thank you so much, you know, for coming on the show because I learned, I learned so much from you. I want to, and our, our listeners do too. I know that. So anyway, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much, bud. Take care, my friend. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. This ain't government cheese, it's Spud. Goodman. My baby left me for another guy. She dug him because he had a meth lab in that trouble wire. Trailer down the street, he had a meth lab In that trailer down the street We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, Spud, if I might add this regarding our conversation about President Trump, have you given any thought to that, the idea of saying nice things about him on this show? Maybe would help the program? I know it sure couldn't hurt it. I don't think it's going to happen. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, would it kill you to mention just once that our president is an amazing man who will make this country great? I'm pretty sure we are great already. I I know we have big problems, but just when did we become not great? Well, I'm not sure of that. Well, I mean, can't figure that out. It probably began in November of 2008 when our economy fell apart after President Obama was elected. We still haven't recovered from that disaster. Yeah, you know, I I know at my other employment position as lead salesman at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. That was a very bad time for our business. Yeah, it's tough to remodel your house when it's getting repossessed by those greedy, blood-sucking bankers. You both know Obama had nothing to do with the Great Recession. You guys are joking, right? I mean... But just say it right now. It would be in the best interest of the show, and I know deep down you want it to be successful. Yes, of course I do. Say something nice about President Trump right now, and it might pay off down the road. Um, um, you suck! Look, I am aware he will say something nice about anyone if they say something nice about him, you know? I mean, I, I know uh, Mother Russia and him, are, you know, have a torrid love affair going on. But, I mean, what, what, am I, what, can I, what am I supposed to say? I mean, I don't even know if I can do this. What do I have to say? I mean, just say Donald Trump is, a, is an amazing man who will be the greatest president in our history. Um, better than Abraham Lincoln? Yep. Um... Better than George Washington? Uh Uh-huh. Better than Alexander Wellington? Absolute. Wait, who? Yeah. Well, okay, here we go. Okay, Trump will be better than that Wellington guy. I sure hope that pays off. It couldn't hurt. Wait, wait, who was that again? Let me Google it. No, no need. So are you guys ready for the big uh, name changes coming for sure on some of our formerly cool things like... The Grand Canyon. I read on Facebook, Trump plans to rename it, you guessed it, Trump Canyon. The Great Lakes region will now be called the Great Trump Lakes region. Um, You know, he may have won the whole freaking Rust Belt, uh, but only by a handful of votes for the record, but I guess that's not going to matter. And uh, and okay, I also heard about the Indy 500. Well, yeah, you can figure that one out. I don't have nowhere to go and nothing to do. You know what I mean? I just go find my pigeons on the roof. 
you, you know, there's nothing wrong with patriotic branding. They do it with schools and roads. Why not rename some of our great iconic attractions in his honor? You know, historically, well, many countries have renamed things in honor of their past or current leaders. You know, I, I really like the Trump Canyon idea. Yeah. I've never been there, but if they did rename it, I sure would make plans to visit. Well, all I ask is they don't rename something that I like, because that would be a dilemma for me. Well, as a mother, I would think that you would not want to be drunk at the putt-putt. You know, I'm not a big car racing fan, as I've mentioned on the show, but I sure as heck will be checking out that Trump 500 this year on TV. Uh, now, when is it? It's always on Memorial Day weekend. Set oh. your VCR now. Can I change the subject here? I don't want to slip my wrist here live on the air. Just lighten Just... up a bit and enjoy the ride, Mr. Goodman, as the next eight years are going to Look, be I, the... I know, I know, I know. The greatest of all time. Hey, hey, hey Mr. Temporary Co-host, can you check and see if our next guest is ready to go? Well, yeah, but it's temporary permanent co-host. Whatever. And I am being told, uh, Spud, your next guest, Willie Robertson, is on the line. You know, finally, you book a guest I'm familiar with. My family and I have never missed a Duck Dynasty episode. I, I especially love Uncle Cy. Um, yeah, it, it's a very popular show for sure. I'm, you know, I, I'm not totally up on it, so this might be the one time I may be asking you for some background info if I need it. Just stay ready. Really? You mean I could actually speak with Willie? That would be so darn no, neat. No, 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 no. I just need you to be prepared to slip me some inside show information if need be. Oh. You know, I, I could Google it, but my, my fingers are, you know, somewhat bloated. I think I need to cut back on the sodium. It takes me, it's kind of difficult, you know, with typing on my not-so-smartphone. Courtney, Chloe. Well, I'll be ready if called on, Spud. You can count on me. I probably won't need you. Hey, oh. and I definitely won't be needing you, Derek. So keep it down during my interview. Mm. Too many cooks in the kitchen makes for... Um, I don't remember what happens after... But it's, it's not good, so just, just put Willie on. Yeah, here he is. All right, please greet Duck Dynasty cast member and author Willie Robertson. Welcome to our show, man. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Okay, you got a new book out titled The American Fisherman, co-written by William Doyle and published by Harper Collins. So for the record, before we begin, no ducks were shot in the writing of this book, correct? No ducks were shot. This is all about fishing. So this is the uh, this is the other side of what we do, which is fishing. It pairs well with hunting. All right, super. Well, you know, I kind of like fishing, though Though I release everything I catch. But, you know, if I hooked a big Copper River salmon, I think I might be tempted to bring him or, home for, or her home for dinner. Do you enjoy fishing more than hunting? It's a lot quieter. Uh, yeah. I mean, growing up, we did American Hunter last year, a book, and then it did well. So we started talking about the idea of fishing. And we grew up uh, commercial fishing. My father was a commercial fisherman while he was trying to sell these duck calls. And so I grew up in the... All around fishing. Jace was the motorman. They bring the fish back in. Mom and I would take them to town, and we'd have to sell them, which is where I got the business side of things. And because look, if you can sell an unclean German carp in the month of August, you can sell anything. Okay, I mean that is a hard piece of inventory to move. And so I got pretty good at selling stuff, and uh, the rest is history, I guess. But you know, the book hit home for me because uh, fishing was a big part of our lives growing up. All right, super. Well. The final season of uh, Duck Dynasty is now airing on a and &E. I'm going to ask the obvious question. Once filming is done, are you guys uh, are thinking maybe about doing a makeover and shave the beards just, just for a change of pace? What do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm going to shave my beard, get me a little V-neck sweater vest, and uh, 
live a whole different life, I guess. Yeah, all right. I wish I could grow a decent beard, but you know, it you'd fit in really well up here with the hipsters in Seattle if you visited. You know, you might have a few differences like music, maybe, but uh, I, I'd kill to have a, a decent beard like you guys have. Anyway. Well, you know, I don't know. We, I don't know if I can help you with that, but I have been in Seattle. I love the area. You know, down there in the famous uh, fish part, you know, I actually caught. Uh, they put me behind the counter. I caught the fish. So, oh. Uh, uh, so fishing is a huge part, you know, up in the Northwest. And, uh, Absolutely. But it really is all over the country. As we did the book, we found that, you know, it's the same way. Fishing has influenced uh, so many cultures and economies. And so it's kind of what the book's about. But for sure, you guys up there, uh, fishing's a big part of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people from Seattle that kind of have the same look uh, that I have from Louisiana. So I guess it works well. I guess it does. All right. Well, you know, on our show now, we're discussing the uh, election, and you were very active in campaigning for Donald Trump. And I, I should state my co-host, Gerald, and also my personal assistant, Derek, who's also here in the studio, are both big Trump supporters. So yeah. it, will you be supportive, even if he's like a total screw-up and creates a big mess and we have to declare bankruptcy as a country? <laughs> Is it unconditional, uh, love? I'm going to help him in any way that I can uh, as our president. Uh, I would have done the same uh, had Hillary Clinton won as well, uh, you know, they're all just people. So uh, we're all in the same country. We've got to live together. And uh, hopefully hopefully him not being a politician helps. And that helps to break up some of that uh, political corruption mess that's going on in Washington. So uh, I was excited about seeing somebody different in there, especially with the business side of what he does. Hopefully, uh, if he does nothing else, just keep the economy going, uh, help get us out of debt. So I'm hoping that that will uh, help shape things, get jobs and um you know, because I don't want to run out of money. I've been poor in my life, and I've had more money, and I can, I can do more with more money I got, so uh, I don't want to see our country uh, go down the toilet because we're bankrupt. So uh, so those are things I'm excited about. It, But I'm not a big gloater. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and, uh, you know, hopefully get some things done. Yeah, I think my, the guys on both sides of me are, are kind of smiling when you said that. But, you know, yeah, I'm on the other side of the fence, but that's another, another point. Um, Well, I, I just wanted to say, though, my only concern, though, is kind of that, can a president or like uh, do something to someone if they make a joke about him or, or print a picture of his double chin? That's what I'm worrying about, but I guess that's something I'll deal with later down the road. But here's one I wanted to hit you up with on a related note. Do you plan on taking President Trump, and I just I just said that, uh, fishing with you ever? Because I don't think he's ever going to bait his own hook because I can't see him picking up worms. So you ever going to take him fishing or something? Well, we'll have to get him out of that suit for sure and uh, get him out there. I don't know, maybe at Camp David we can go uh, take him out there fishing and uh yeah, it's amazing. We talk about a lot of presidents in the book about that fished and uh, yeah. love fish and yeah. used it kind of as an escape. So, uh, uh, so you're probably a fan of FDR. So he was on the other side of things. But yes, I am. Big fisherman. So yes. Loved to fish and uh, took Winston Churchill to Camp David, and uh, they talked about you know uh, all the crises that were happening at the time. You know, you got the Great Depression, World War II, and that was a place for him to go out and fish and. And he would jump on these Navy ships and basically use that to haul him around to go fishing, which was incredible to me. Uh, can you imagine one of our presidents using the naval fleet as kind of an Uber to get around? That would probably be quite a scandal, but uh, he was doing that. The troops loved it. And, and we tell stories like that. George Washington was a commercial fisherman. Uh, most people don't realize. So, I did yeah, not know that. Fishing has influenced a lot of our presidents. And if I get that chance, it may be good. I'm, uh, may be good to get... Uh, big Trump out there and get him on a boat and uh, let things calm down and uh, just kind of enjoy the uh, all the stuff that God's created. Yeah, I, 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 just a tip though, I don't think he's a live bait kind of guy, so you might want to go flies or lures or something, but anyway, all right. Spud. What? Hey, hey, uh, Willie, just give me a second here. Oh, oh there. 
feel it is disrespectful to assume President Trump is freaked out by a worm or whatever live bait. Yeah. He's a true sportsman, you know. Well, he, he may not look like someone who likes to get his hands dirty. No, he, he does he, not. If he was going to get his hands dirty, then I'm pretty sure he would subcontract that out. I'm just saying. Well, I really feel President Trump is greatly misunderstood. I know you called him... Thurston Howell III from the right. Gilligan's Island TV show during the campaign, but he is really a man of the people. I heard really when, when he golfs at one of his many golf course resorts, he always tips his caddies quite well by giving them a full box of his frozen Trump steaks and a bottle or two of his Trump wine. Wow. Now, that would make any caddy smile, right? Smile? I don't think so. Cash money might do the trick a lot better, though. Well, all I'm saying is... Don't judge a man solely by his tweets, Spud. Hey, I don't follow him, so I don't. Now, let me get back to Willie, if you don't mind. All right, Willie, I'm back. Um, well, you know, let me, let me end this thing with my signature question. Um, Willie Robertson, what has been your most memorable moment as a human being? And please don't say election night 2016. <laughs> my most memorable moment as a human being? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's my big great. closer. That's a great question. Um, probably, I remember the moment my first child was born. That's probably the most memorable. I realized that I had procreated another human being that would be on this planet, uh, hopefully after I'm long gone from this planet. And so uh, uh, I remember that. That happened multiple times. Uh, but uh, for sure, the first one uh, was really special and, uh, you know, what life's about. Right. Yeah, when you guys get together with like family get-togethers, uh, how many extra table extensions do you need? I mean, you got It's a big. Uh, yeah, we just did Thanksgiving, and so we had probably seventy people. And, my uh, gosh! Fortunately for us, we got a little more money now, so our houses got bigger. So uh, they chose my house now. <laughs> Mom said, "I'm glad you did well, because now we have somewhere to have Thanksgiving dinner at." All right, super. Okay, well, I know you got to get going. You got stuff to do, maybe fish to catch or something. So let me remind everyone that your new book, The American Fisherman, published by Harper Collins, is now available at all bookstores and online. Hey, I, I would very much like to thank you for calling into our show, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nice talking to you. All right, Mr. Willie Robertson. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. Okay. It is musical guest interview time. Say hey to our musical guest, the Wild Lips. Guys, uh, out yourselves so our listeners know who you are and what instrument you play. Hey, my name is Billy. I uh, play guitar and sing for the Wild Lips. I'm Preston, uh, sex appeal. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, you know, it's, it's somewhat difficult for two members of a band to make really loud rock and roll, as you have to work harder than, say, a larger group. For instance, I'm pretty sure, you know, that, that polyphonic spree band, which has like 35 members, has a couple, at least, who are probably phoning it in. Uh, both of you guys have to bring it, right, for this thing to work? Absolutely, but those 35 members, they have 35 people to carry their gear. That's a good point. Yes, all right. Well, does the band have uh, an official position on our newly elected POTUS's plans to send LeBron James to that Guantanamo prison? I mean, sure, it's a fake news story, but I just wanted to put it out there to see if, you know, if Trump voters would, you know, would maybe be listening and, you know, maybe share it, that story on their Facebook feeds. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Sounds legit to me. Am I going to have to put uh, hashtag locker up for, to get their attention? What do you think? Absolutely. Okay, all right, super. Um... 
Well, is there anybody out there musically uh, that turns the crank of either of you right now, either locally, nationally, or...? Uh, both, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorites is a band called Two Gallants. They're another two-piece, a little more folksy, but heavy rock and roll, and I'm just inspired by other people who do what we do and do it well. Britney Spears. All right. You had to cover that. Classic. I understand that. I, I totally hear where you're coming from. All right, so what's the name of the next song? The next song is called Skinny Jeans of War. Ooh, well, okay. Well, let's do it. Goodman Radio Show. What's 
What's up, guys? This is the world champion, Judah Friedlander, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Why? Because you're a winner. Spud, our public sector food critic, Lawrence, is waiting to speak with you. I think he's calling in from Houston, Texas. Okay, cool. Put him through. Hey, Lawrence, you there? What's on? Are you in Houston now? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's good I'm connection here. I'm doing my here. review this, uh, at the Lyndon B. Johnson Space Center Cafeteria in Houston. Wow. Man, this place is huge. Welcome to Manned Space Exploration. So what brought you to pick this place? Are they, like, launching a rocket to Mars or something? Uh, no, nah, I don't know. Not that I know of. Actually, from what I overheard in the men's room, there was a lot of bitching about not having enough funding to launch a rocket to Canada right now. Something about privatizing space stuff nowadays. So they're broke because I think I did read something somewhere that 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 maybe Hillary Clinton stole a bunch of money from NASA as Secretary of State and gave it to her foundation. Oh, you, bro, ain't bro, bro, you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. I'm just saying. You, you know, I I read that too. Uh, so Lawrence, there sure must be a lot of employees who work there. The cafeteria must have to feed a lot of people. H- how was the food? Well, you know, I did see a lot of pizza delivery boxes around the dumpsters. So, you know, it looks like these people are opting for Domino's and and Pizza Hut and stuff rather than what they serve on site here. So the food's like that crappy? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I found it to be passable, to be honest. The macaroni and cheese, it was fairly tasty, a little bland, but it was okay. The meatloaf? It was a bit dry, but it was still eatable. It could have used some garnishments to add a little life to it, you know. I did find the fish sticks to be delicious. The tartar sauce that I mixed with a bit of sriracha that they, it added just the right touch. Now, I will say, though, it it wasn't cheap. They must have had money problems there or something like that, because lunch cost me $23 without my carton of chocolate milk. Wow. I gave them two and a half sporks. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. There's, there's room for improvement there, for sure. Although that's that's not a horrible review. Yeah, uh, not say, really, I guess. Did I see something on CNN that said NASA was on a strict budget now? So I guess that means no more frivolous trips into space. Yeah, I, I can understand why the morale there is really bad. Because I, I, I hear about all these private companies launching rockets all the time now. It, it must be weird for NASA employees, you know. Rocket envy is a tough thing to deal with. Hell yeah, yeah, I hear that. And I'm, I'm picking up a vibe that Lexapro and the Wellbutrin, they're popular here right now, you know? That's so hot. And you know, when I was growing up, it seemed like that we were always launching rockets. Hey, you know what? Maybe President Trump's going to try and make that moon great again and let NASA back into the game. What do you think? Well, I don't know, but for the kids out there, you know, who dream of being an astronaut, I sure hope so, is, is if all these private companies, you know, take it over completely, then the only jobs available will be like ticket agents and flight attendants. Yeah, yeah, true, true that. Uh, I hear you. Hey, I, I should get off the phone now because I'm waiting for my Uber to, to, to the Greyhound station there. Okay, but hey, hey, can you get me a NASA refrigerator magnet? I would kill to have one of them. Please? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, I'll zip into the NASA gift shop here, and I'm going to see what they have there. All right? I'll talk to you all soon. Bye all right. now. Okay. Nice bye. talking with you, Lawrence. You talking to me? You talking to me? Uh, actually, he was talking to me, but whatever. Oh, well. So, 
Spud, do you think now would be a good time for you to publicly jump on the Trump train as it is leaving the station? Trust me, you don't want to be left behind. It's going to be a thing of beauty. Like I said, I am so ready for America to be great again. Yeah. I wish any U.S. president well, and, and I hope he steers this crazy train in the right direction. But can I ask for a second, how would you two and all the other Trumpsters be behaving now if, in fact, there wasn't that Model T Electoral College and Hillary was our president? Why do I sense that Trump would never have conceded, even if he lost by 40 million in the popular vote and 500 electoral votes? He would still just kept on having his rallies in packed arenas around the country for years. I mean, when he said he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue in New York and none of his supporters would blink an eye, he was right! And that scares the crap out of me. The bar is set so low, he could stub his toe on it. I sense that you just can't accept defeat. I know as your personal assistant, I shouldn't gloat here no, that you are on the wrong shouldn't. side of history, but I just can't help it. You really voted for a loser. Yeah, I can't disagree with Derek. It would be in your best interest now to publicly on air admit you made an error in judgment and ask for forgiveness. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb Look, you know, I heard a bunch of people who voted for third party candidates saying, there's no difference between Hillary and Trump. Wrong! I think history will be tougher on those misguided souls. Sure, they, you know, they voted their conscience, but they could have stepped up and held their nose to save the world from four years of a potentially horrific real reality show, and they punted. May God have mercy on their souls. My ex-girlfriend voted for Jill Stein, and I'm pretty sure she made her new boyfriend vote for her, too. You know, I've sent a few texts to her about maybe getting back together now that the election is over. I think at this point, she knows I was very wise in my support of Donald Trump, oh, yeah. but she hasn't gotten back to me yet. Yeah, well, I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, you know, no one likes a poor winner. You know, I'm in hopes that President Trump fixes that trouble in the Middle East real soon. He said he's going to put his son-in-law, Jared, on it. My wife yeah. and I have always wanted to take a trip to that part of the world. Once he gets it in shape, we're going to book it. Yeah, you should get on Travelocity right now. But hey, let me ask you this. So how will you and other Trump supporters feel when, when that wall is never built? I mean, it's supposed to cost $17 billion for the materials alone. And, and as far as labor costs goes, I mean, yeah, you know, he could just hire the people on the Mexico side of the wall and, you know, never pay them. You know, maybe say he didn't like the job they did or... You know, something to get out of it. He's real good at that. Tom Brady loves me. And yeah, there's no need to worry about cost as Mexico is going to pay for it all. Yeah, and I know okay. with our, our current budget deficit, it sure is a good thing that President Trump is going to be sending them the bill. Well, he might be able to put up a, like, a little tiny electric fence and maybe dig a moat, but uh, <laughs> this thing is a whole, a big, just a huge fantasy. It's never going to happen. Just like when he was never going to be elected, right, Mr. Goodman? You and the liberal media just don't understand this man. He's not a mere mortal. He's like like a, a combination between uh, like the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, and Captain America. He's larger than life. What's your name, scumbag? Okay, I, I think I've heard enough time to wrap this show up because I think I'm going to need to take multiple showers now. Yes, but before we sign off, just say it. Make a public statement here about our new commander-in-chief for the sake of the show. I don't think there's much he can say at this point. I mean, uh, every snide not. thing he has said about our new president during the campaign is public record. I'm not sure there's anything even I can do as a Trump precinct coordinator to protect him. I mean, the best thing you can do, Mr. Goodman, oh. is to just apologize and hope for the best. What the hell, yo? Look, I'm still going to open my mouth and question him when he says and does dumb stuff. 
All right, we have a democracy. This is still America, I hope. Okay, okay, anyway, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here are the Wild Lips. show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Production assistants Brian Martin and Trent Patello. Video director T.J. Pikes. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Derek Schneider, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. 